In this presentation, we will take a look at tax forms and line items involved when we're entering information for a sole proprietorship into a tax return into a Schedule C. Here is our test 1040 with a simple single individual. We're going to be entering information into this form. When considering entering a sole proprietorship, we typically think of the Schedule C. That's where most of the data input will be involved. We're going to enter this information, in essence, the profit and loss statement from whatever source we have. We might have it printed out. We might have it in a worksheet. We might want to put it into Excel, or we might just be making adjustments to it. Whatever format that is will typically be going into the Schedule C. That's where we're going to spend most of our time. However, if, if we have a profit and loss or a Schedule C, typically there are going to be other forms involved and the complication of the tax re return goes up a lot just by having a Schedule C. So we want to see what are the interactions between the Schedule C and other types of tax forms that will be involved when you fill out your Form 1040. So clearly the Form 1040, that's going to be the primary page one. Schedule C, in essence, will ultimately fill into or flow through to the form 1040 so this is going to be the flow through or the overall kind of page that we'll have for the entire tax return if we scroll through the 1040 we've got of course the filing status and any dependents and whatnot we're going to keep it simple here and say that we have a schedule c business if we go to the line items then we'll see in line six that's going to be our total income and the income is coming from we're going to say in our case the schedule c ultimately ultimately we'll see that in those connections in a bit and then we have a difference between line six and line seven which is the adjusted gross income so the adjusted gross income and line six are different why we're going to have to look into that it of course has to do with the business with the schedule c then we have the standard deduction and we're taking the standard deduction or the itemized deduction in our case the standard deduction for a single individual which is that twelve thousand we then have line nine, which is the qualified business income deduction. You'd have to see instructions. This is new for 2018 and is, of course, related to the Schedule C. So this is a huge change here related to the Schedule C. So anytime we make an adjustment to Schedule C, we'll, we will typically have an adjustment to line nine. Then line 10 is going to be the taxable income, which is, of course, line seven minus eight minus nine. Then the tax is calculated using the progressive tax system. And you would think that would be it. That's going to be the income tax. But it's not because then we have this other taxes here. What is that? What other taxes? Now we have the other taxes on top of the income tax calculation to get the actual tax on the forms here, which is the 10184 So you can see there's a couple other items involved with the Schedule C. We have this other tax. So how is this all going to be involved? Well, ultimately, if we go up top, we know that this number, the net income, the increase on the income line is coming from the Schedule C ultimately. But before it gets here to the 1040, it's going to go to Schedule 1, a new schedule for the 2018 tax return on line 12. So there it is on line 12. There's the 50,000. 50,000 flows through to line 22, which, which we just saw then flows through to the 1040. Where does this number come from? Well, it comes from business income attached Schedule C. So the Schedule C is here. There's the Schedule C. We haven't entered all the information here. We just got entered some information so that we can see this. And we have the income. We have the cost of goods sold. We have the gross income minus expenses. That gives us our net income. So we just entered some 
uh, numbers here so that we can see this. This is just an example so we can see some of the forms that will be involved. And then we've got our net income here. And of course, again, that net income flows through to the Schedule 1. And so we see it here, and that flows through to the 1040. So in essence, of course, the Schedule C, where we will spend most of our time, will have, in essence, a profit and loss. The profit and loss will be the revenue minus the expenses. Notice these expenses, all these expenses you can think of as kind of business deductions. These are business deductions, and in essence, this is going to be the net taxable income, net business income. And that's a little bit confusing. It's a little de deceiving because we've already taken the deductions here. This is net of the deductions for the business, which flows through to Schedule 1. And on Schedule 1, it's additional income. So note that when we have this 50000 there, that additional income includes a whole bunch of deductions because it's revenue minus the business deductions that are here. And that, of course, goes to the uh, 1040. So that goes to the 1040. And we see that item. Now, what happens between the 50000 and the 46000 has to do with, and what happens down here with this added tax? Well, let's start here with this added tax. What is this 7065 Because the income tax was 3119 What is this 7065 That's going to be the self-employment. So that's going to be in the Schedule SE. So Schedule SE is self-employment. So anytime we have a Schedule C, we typically have a Schedule SE if there were income. And you could think of self-employment as, this is, this is how I would go through the thought process. The IRS wants to deal with Social Security and Medicare. You could think of these as payroll taxes. So these are kind of like payroll taxes, Social Security and Medicare. If you work for somebody, you have payroll taxes. They give you W-2 wages and they take from you the income tax, which is the tax on this 1040. And they take from you employee portion of Social Security and Medicare and pay into those items and call and those are usually called payroll taxes for employees now if you're the employer you also have to pay payroll taxes so the employer pays payroll taxes social security and medicare kind of matching the payroll taxes that the employee pays so if you're a sole proprietor then of course you don't have any w-2 wages all you have is the net income the fifty thousand and so the irs is saying well you, you know, you need to pay Social Security and Medicare, in essence. And not only that, do you need to pay Social Security and Medicare. We see you as, in essence, be owning the business and being if the worker of the business as well. So, in essence, this 50000 is both employee pay and it's employer uh, income. So, you have to pay not only just the employee or employer portion, but in essence twice that amount so that's so we'll talk more about what that is or self-employment taxes but in us it's social security and medicare social security and medicare is also called you can think of it as payroll taxes if it was a business or if you had w-2 income payroll taxes is social security and medicare self-employment tax then is the same thing it's kind of like payroll taxes for a sole proprietor that doesn't have any uh, employees or it's or the business themselves are kind of the employee of the business as a sole proprietor social security and medicare uh, in that case so we've got in essence social security and medicare so we have to calculate that we'll take a look more at this form later but the social security and medicare is 7065 this isn't federal income tax this is social security and medicare that 7065 then flows to schedule 4 line 57 so here's Schedule 4, line 57. 
So that's going to be line 57, self-employment tax, C schedule SE. And this is a new schedule for 2018. And then this schedule, this number flows to the 1040. So here's the 1040. And that's our 7065. So that's where that comes from. So we have this added tax. Now, the other thing that we had here was this difference. Finally, we had this difference between these two. What is that all about? And that it still has to do with the story of this self-employment tax because you can think of this as the IRS trying to make it kind of the same as if we were a corporation, a corporation, a C corporation filing a separate tax return for the corporation and a self-employed when we had the Schedule C. So they said, well, we had to have the, the self-employment tax because that's basically payroll taxes that you would need. And however, if we were a corporation, a C corporation, and we were filing our taxes, then the portion of the payroll taxes that are our portion, we would get a deduction for because it would be an expense of the company and we'd get to lower our net income. And so right here, we, do, we paid in essence, possibly twice or, or close to kind of twice the payroll taxes, kind of like the employee and employer portion, but we didn't get to deduct the half of it that is related to the employer portion. So then the well, how we can do that so that now the tax code has to basically try to accommodate for that. And the way to do that is it's going to that's what this difference is between the uh, taxable income and the adjusted gross income. And that's going to be on schedule one. If we scroll down to the second part, which is the adjustments to income. So there's the three thousand five thirty three. That's the difference. Right. So that difference, if we go back to the ten forty, what's the difference between this uh, income taxable income 50,000 minus the 46467 that's that 3,533 that's reported on schedule one right there and then that number comes from deductible part of the self-employment tax on schedule se so schedule se we have this item half of this then 7,065 half of that divide that by two is going to be the 3,533. So anytime we make a change to the Schedule C then, whenever we make a change to the Schedule C, we have a change in essence possibly or most likely to all those items, potentially to all those items, to the uh, Schedule SE, to the Schedule 4, to the Schedule 1, to multiple lines on the 1040. So we just have to keep that in mind. Obviously most of our focus will be here on the Schedule C and then we want to basically get this number lined up as best we can once that happens, we can flow through to the rest of the return. Now, hopefully it'll be generated for using tax software. The, tech, the rest of the return will generate itself. It won't be uh, too difficult to do, but we'll have to know what's going on. Everything will change. We'll be like, well, what's happening? If we want to project in the future, what's this change going to do? We have to take a lot of different things into consideration. If you're doing this by hand without tax software, then you want to get this number as correct as possible before you fill out the rest of the forms because you're going to have to fill out, you know, you don't have to change everything in, in other, otherwise. So if you have a business, a Schedule C, uh, you want to fill this out as accurately as possible the first time if you're doing it by hand, or I would recommend using software if at all possible uh, if you have a Schedule C. Other items we might deal with are that we have a separate schedule possibly for would be the car or truck, because we might use a mileage method, or we might use depreciation on the car or truck, so this is a line item that could have added uh, schedules to it. 
And the other big one is if we had uh, the use of the home office, so line 30 here. So if we had a home office or if we had a business use of the home in some way, we may have another schedule to calculate the business use of the home as well.